Bibles to uh, that portion of Scripture, Matthew. We have learned that Matthew chapters collect ten miracles of our Lord. Matthew puts them all together. Not Mark, not Luke. They scatter them out. Uh, but Matthew is a collector of these miracles. Somebody tell me Matthew's line of work before he got saved and followed the Lord. He's a tax collector. Tax collector. And he collected the Lord's miracles and put them into jail. And he collected the Lord's sermons, sayings, and put them in three chapters. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Guess what gospel says more? It's Matthew. Now I wonder why he talked about money. He's the CPA of that day. He's the tax collector. But I believe he allowed the personalities of the authors. Amen. To flow through, written by the same book, uh, by the same man, and that would be Luke. Those two books contain more. I wonder why. Luke's a doctor. I'm glad God uses us where we are. Amen. Um, Matthew eight verse twenty eight. Matthew eight verse twenty eight. And I could go ahead and read the miracle. But I think instead I'm going to go through the text a verse at a time. That'll do two things. Please smile when I tell you number one. It'll keep our Bibles open. Amen. Verse by verse. And the second thing it will do, I hope, keep us focused on what... Uh, I'd say a miracle of Jesus ought to be exciting business. Amen. And indeed, it is here tonight. Oh, Sunday morning, did y'all hear what happened? Jesus healed a leper. Sunday night, Peter's mother-in-law was burning up with fever. And the Lord healed her too. Last night, you won't believe it. The Lord stilled a stone that was raging around his disciples. My, my, my. Healed a man. Healed a woman. Controlled the weather. Ain't no telling what he'll do tonight. And that's why we're looking at verse number 28. And when he, that's always Jesus, that's who Matthew wants to talk about. When he was come to the other side, that means the other side of the Sea of Galilee, about an eight mile trip in a boat. When he was come to the other side into the country of the, look at that word, Gergesenes. Gergesenes. Jesus has left what we would call the Holy Land and has sailed across the sea up at that northern quadrant. He's gone over here into 
Gentile territory. Uh, I need another adjective. Heathen territory. Those are wild men. Live over on the other side of the lake. They tell me the Holy Land side of the Sea of Gap is beautiful. Even the terrain, the topography over there, jagged rocks, dry areas. It's a bad place to go. You say, well, wonder why the Lord went over there. I think I'll answer that. I believe he went over there looking for sinners. Amen. Amen. I, I, I believe the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm sure that's what he's doing. That word gergesenes in our New Testament, it's, it's Greek gergesenes, and you look up the city on the map, but it comes from the Hebrew word ger, G-E-R, ger, and ger means stranger. Bunch of strangers over here. Bunch of Gentiles, and the Lord's got a burden for them. We ought to be glad he loves Gentiles. Be in hell if he didn't love us and if he didn't die for us. Oh, 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 verse 28. And there met him two possessed with devils. Jesus didn't go up to them. He might would have, but he didn't get her to. They met him. This text begins with somebody coming out to meet Jesus. And it ends with somebody coming out to meet Jesus. Uh, that is a writing technique called inclusio. What does that mean? Well, you can see the word inclusion in it. Inclusio. Uh, bookends. Brackets. When the Holy Ghost starts the text with the same thought with which he ends the text, the overarching message of that paragraph or chapter or book on occasion is dealing with those bookends. Somebody came out to meet Jesus. To demon possess me. The end of the text, we'll get there after a while. Somebody comes out to meet Jesus. Who? A whole town. A whole town comes out to meet our Lord. I'm tempted to say this. I guess you could argue it from the other side. Aren't you glad you came out to meet Jesus one day? Then I want to flip it and say he came to meet me. Hallelujah. Well, back to our verse. We've got to, uh, we're in verse 28. Uh, That meant him too possessed with devils. Possessed with devils. That's one word in the Greek that our King James translators translate. It's one word, and it literally means control, commandeered by demons. These men are under the control of a wicked spirit. In fact, I think we're fixing to learn more than one wicked spirit. That's, I, I don't know how to handle that. Oh, oh, I will say this. I hope there's some folks in the building tonight controlled by a spirit. Amen. Amen. 
Not an evil spirit. Not a wicked spirit. But God the Holy Spirit. Oh, may it be so. They, they are possessed with that. And notice this, there are two of them. Uh, how many preachers are in the house? Raise your hand if you're a God called preacher. All right, all over the place. Okay. I, I, I key off y'all. I look at you as I preach, not to leave uh, anybody up. Two. Now, Mark tells the story of Jesus testing demon out of a man. But there it's just one demon. And uh, Luke, Mark 5 and Luke chapter 8 tells the story of Jesus casting a demon out of a man. But even then, it's one man. Now most of the commentators conflate these miracles. They say, oh, it's all the same miracle. And, uh, and it may be. But I, I have trouble with that. One in Mark. One in Luke. Two in Matthew. One commentator, and I respect him. He said, well, there's probably two in Mark and two in Luke. Just one of them was the spokesman. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. I think we may be dealing with a different miracle in Matthew's account. I can't go on and on about that, but when we get to the end of the story, the end of the story in Mark 5 and Luke 8 are very different than the end of the story here. I believe it's too many. You say, you better be careful. You'll have Jesus casting out a, a whole lot of demons. Then I'll make an announcement. I believe you can handle every demon in the without a bit of trouble. Uh, two, look where they're coming from. Coming out of the, you tell me, coming out of the what? Lived up in the graveyard. They got run out of the city a long time ago, I'm sure, living up yonder in the tombs. Look at the billboards today in America. There'll be an advertisement about booze and strong drink. There'll be a healthy young man and a, an attractive young lady and they're sipping their booze and looks like they do. And now, cigarette advertising's illegal in a lot of places, but they still have, and it'll always be some healthy, robust young man puffing on his cigarettes. Yeah. Um, well, I get an amen. That's a distortion right there. Right. Folks that drink and drink and drink, they're not always healthy. They're not always happy. They're not always socially acclimate. Uh, the devil's a liar, and the devil will ruin your life. Amen. Right. Here's a true picture of the devil living up in the graveyard. Right. Living up in the tomb. Anybody believe this? The wages of sin is death. Amen. Wouldn't be surprised the graveyard hears a sort of an emblem. Or a picture of that. Uh oh. Verse 28. Y'all help me get out of verse 28, if you will. Exceeding fierce. These demons will attack you. They are exceeding fierce. The, the word there, exceeding fierce, it's poneros. And 
Preacher, it's a work for evil. It's the strongest work for evil in the New Testament. They're wicked. They're mean. They'll hurt you if they get a chance. That's what it means. Exceeding fear. Here's how Paul said, for we know in the latter days, some kind of times will come, fill in the blank. In the latter days, perilous times. Is that word perilous? Right. Hmm. So that no man might pass by that way. You don't go up there. They'll hurt you. They'll attack you. You regret it. No man might pass by that way. But I got to make an announcement. Jesus didn't have no trouble. Amen. He'll pass by that way. Aren't you glad that's the kind of Savior we got? Verse 29. We'll have to hurry. Verse 29. And I'm not going to say we have to hurry again tonight. I preached 45, 50 minutes last night. One of these good men said 45 or 50 minutes. Said our pastor would just be through with his introduction, buddy. <laughs> he may regret saying that. I don't know. That's the way I heard it. Verse 29. <laughs> and behold, we have learned, Matthew uses that word behold 11 times in these two chapters. 11 times. It's a Greek verb that means look. Brother Houston, it means look. It's a command. It's an imperative. Matthew says, don't miss this. Look at it. Behold. Uh, uh, behold. They cried out. They cried. Now we've got to do a little interpreting here. I do not believe it's the two demon possessed men that cried out. Let me tell you who I believe it is. You don't have to agree. I'll not be ugly to I believe it's the demons that cried out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's read. They cried out saying, What have we to do with it? Jesus, thou son of God. What have we to do with thee? Here's the essence. What have we got to do with you? What are you doing here? Who do you think you are? It, it, it's, a, it's not, a, and I know they're going to say Jesus, our Son of God, but they're not worshiping Him. Right. They're attacking Him. They're accosting Him. They'd, they'd do anything they could to thwart the plan and, and, and the will of God. What have we to do with Him? And look at here, Jesus. Now, you can preach that positively. Hallelujah. The demons know who Jesus is. And you can write that down. They do know who Jesus right. is. Yeah, that's right. But when they say Jesus, that's not a term of adoration with right. them. Right. Let me tell you what I read. It's interesting. In ancient culture, in this demon casting out business, if you can call that person's name, you can control them. Remember Legion? The demon Legion? If you call a name, you can control I'm sure they're calling Jesus' name, thinking if we can call his name, 
we got him. If we can call his name, we can run him out of here. If we can call his name, uh, we'll get the victory today. Three words. Please agree. It didn't work. But they're trying. Jesus, look what they said. Thou son of God. Oh, that just... Thou son of God. That's what they call Jesus. Now, y'all can smile if you want to. They got that right, didn't they? Amen. Thou son of God. Oh, preacher, they called him the son of God. Does that mean they're saved? No. No. I got a verse in James. The devils also believe and tremble. But they're not going to heaven, bless you. Too late. Too late for them. They call it. Isn't that amazing? We got preachers in the pulpit who don't know Jesus is the Son of God. Isn't that right. We got professors in seminary classrooms who don't know if Jesus is the Son of God. Demons have got more sense than either of those two I've just described. They at least know he's the son of God. Can I rejoice a minute? I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Jesus, and now watch this at the end of verse 29. Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? These are demons talking to Jesus. And may I point something out? Jesus hasn't said a word yet. Not a word. Uh, Art thou come hither? It's an old beautiful King James hither, and it means here. Have you come hither, here, to torment us before the time? Are y'all okay? Hither. Here. And and I don't take too long, but but I think this is provable. I believe I can show you in the devil's kingdom, in the demonic world, there is such a thing as, and y'all don't worry, I ain't going bonkers. I'm not, I'm not going to be wild. I believe I can show you. They feel like they've got certain territory that is theirs. Have you come here to torment us before our time? Uh, In other words, what are you doing on our turf? What are you doing in our area? What they don't know? Amen. He's the Lord of the whole world. Amen. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, thank God. Owns it all. What are you doing? Hither, here, in our territory. Oh, preacher, you're assuming that. You can't prove it. I believe I can. And I'll try to do it quickly. In Daniel 10, Daniel's praying. He's been begging God for an answer to a prophecy, to a riddle that he had. And Daniel prayed, and the answer didn't come. Well, Daniel's a prayer warrior. Son, he prayed twice, three times, three days, four days, five days. The answer did not come. Y'all don't believe this. He prayed a whole week. Then he prayed two weeks. Then he prayed 18 days. No 
and Circadian. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure Daniel's a godly man and he can get his prayers through. Finally, on the 21st day, on the 21st day, here comes the angel with the answer. And our Bible doesn't use these words, but I got a feeling Daniel asked, what took you so long? Why have I had to pray? Daniel's not used to that. I left heaven the day you prayed with the answer. But I got held up in the heavens. I of Grisha. That's a demon. The prince of Grisha held me up. This angel was coming to answer the prayer and spiritual warfare occurred. The prince of Grisha it's a demon in charge of Greece. Daniel 10 also mentions the prince of Persia. It's a demon in charge of Persia. Oh boy. Hope I get some amens and if I don't we're going to get along. Okay. I wouldn't surprise there's a demon over America. Bunch of America. I wouldn't be surprised there are demons over New York City, over Washington, D.C. The devil is territory. What are you doing here? What are you doing on our land? Challenging us. Why have you come hither? By the way, the angel never would have got through, but Michael the archangel came and gave him assistance. Daniel 10, uh, read that. It's interesting. Um, oh, yeah. Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Have you come hither to torment us? We know there's judgment ahead. We know. Uh, there's punishment ahead. We know there's an eternity of suffering, torment ahead. But uh, have you come to do it before the time? Even demons know that God does things on time. Before the time. They know they've lost. Have you come to torment us before the time? You know, come to think of it, I don't believe the Lord said anything yet. Yeah. Y'all remember him saying anything? Verse 30. Oh, yeah, Matthew wants to add a fact now of interest. And uh, there was a good way off. That's country talk. Was that heard of A good way off of him. And there was a good way off from them. A herd, how many? Matthew doesn't expect a herd of many swine feeding. Bunch of hogs over there on the hillside by the Sea of Galilee. I want to talk about those hogs, but it's not quite time. I'll come back to it in a minute. So, we're already at verse 31. I'll give you some good news. We're only going to verse 34. <laughs> we're not going to skip going to chapter 9. Verse 31, so the devils besought 
Jesus saying, if thou cast us out, that's a if, suffer us, that means allow us to go away into the herd of swine. Have I read that right? Let's see what happens. I think that if I'm wrong, raise your hand. We won't argue. Raise I think there's some demons that have just asked Jesus for a favor. You know we're about half scared tonight on that. They besought, begged, they begged, they pled with Jesus. They besought him, saying, you say, preacher, can demons talk? Well, I'm no expert on it and don't plan to become an expert on it, but I'm telling you right now, these demons talk. Amen. And I'll tell you what, when the devil was attacking Jesus those 40 days in the wilderness, he talked them too. Come to think of it, when he was a serpent in the Garden of Eden, he did some talking, some mighty tall talking then as well. By the way, if he can talk, don't listen to him. He's a liar. Uh, if thou cast us out. Preacher, I've been wondering about that all day. If thou cast us out. See, we y'all have read the story, y'all been reading, preacher. They've read 237 times, uh, either chapter 8 or chapter 9. We've been reading it ever since Sunday morning. So y'all know, if thou cast us out, ain't no doubt about it. That God, Jesus, is going to cast them demons out, out of that man. But they still say, if thou cast us out. I've been, you said I've been wondering, why'd they say if? No doubt, I mean, you know what God's going to do to a day. If. Could be. Could be. We'll find out when we get to heaven. These two men who are demon possessed, they have yet to call Jesus' name. They have yet to bow down before Jesus. These two men have yet Yes, I should have read the whole paragraph. They have yet to acknowledge Jesus. They have yet to express an ounce of faith in our Lord. And the demons, if I see that, the demons have seen it. And then I say, hey, we may have a chance here. That fellow, they hadn't repented. They hadn't got on their knees. They hadn't buckled in front of the Lord. He just may leave us right here. If thou cast us out. You know, if I were to reverse that little thought right there for a minute. Oh, 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 oh. Let's do something. Come right back here. If you're here tonight in this building saved, and the Holy Ghost indwells you. And by the way, if you are saved, the Holy Ghost is living in you. Amen. I do not believe you can be demon possessed. I heard a sure and I heard a ride and I see some uh, heads nodding. 
Brother Maxwell, are you really going out on land? You don't believe a Christian should be demon-possessed? I do not. I do not. Now, here's the logic. Oh, I'll just quote a verse. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. <laughs> I don't handle it right there. That old demon, no way he's going to live in the same body where God the Holy Ghost. I will outmaneuver. God's more powerful than the devil. And the Holy Ghost is God. Would you like Amen. Amen. Right. Uh, if you cast us out, oh, 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 oh. You can't be demon-possessed. But I got a feeling demons can harass us Christians. Yes. Right. Right. Amen. See, we don't want to amen that. I, I got a faint feeling there that we don't amen that. I think there's some demons that harass Christians around Sunday morning about 10 o'clock. What are y'all doing? Right. Amen. That's right. Maybe again, Sunday night. Or <laughs> they harass us. Brother Michael, don't you know? I can't lose my salvation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't believe you can, but you sure can lose your joy. Right. You lose Amen. your victory. You lose your testimony. Right. Demons can harass believers. Back to verse 31. I'm all over the place. Back to verse 31. I guess you go all over the place if you stay in your text, man. If thou cast us out, Allow us to go away into the herd of swine. Isn't that an unusual request? Bunch of demons asking the Lord, you kick us out, let us go into that herd of swine. I got to run something by you again because you were a little hesitant on me. The demons just asked the Lord if he would do something for them. Yeah. That's right. Oh my. This is a hot potato. Y'all ever had it? How do you handle that? I'm going to stretch it a little further. Uh, and, and don't say amen. You don't, don't nod. You don't. I think in a measure, these demons just ask the Lord for grace. Don't send us, Luke has it, don't send us to the pit. Don't send us to the abyss. Put us in those pit. Would you, would you have a little mercy on us old demons? We know we're going to hell. We know you're going to torment us. At the right. but, but would you let us go into that herd of swine over there? Listen to how quiet it is in here. I already regret bringing this up. <laughs> they asked the Lord for mercy. And uh, what do y'all think the Lord's going to do? I'd say, there ain't no way. You're probably, you know, hog y'all are safe. Ain't no demons coming. The <laughs> Lord ain't going to do nothing. No demon can. I guess we better look at the next verse. First time the Lord's speaking. Get ready. Here it comes. And he said unto them, this is a very profound word. I'll give you the Greek if you need it. Y'all tell me. And he said unto them, Go. I need it one more time. And he said unto them, Go. <laughs> Go. Go. Oh, for 
preacher, I'm on thin ice. I just saying y'all not tell us. I think the Lord just granted a request for some deacons. Oh, 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 oh. And I've looked and I've tried to count. It's hard to count. The most often prayed prayer in the Bible in one form or another, the most often prayed prayer in the Bible is this. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Do you all remember the fellow that went to the temple that day with the Pharisees and opened the temple? The Pharisee, oh, I'm glad I'm not like other men. I fast two days a week. I pay my tithe loudly, pay my tithes to be seen to me. The old public, and he just smoked himself. God, be merciful to me a sinner. I got friends who say that ain't enough to get saved. They don't know. No, you don't have the right words in there. You, but Jesus said, he said, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said he went home justified. Right. God be merciful to me, a sinner. God saved him. One textbook says over a hundred times the mercy prayer is prayed in the Bible. And he said, I can't find a single time when somebody asked for mercy. He said, I can't find a single time when God asked for mercy. This ought to be the best amen of the night, but that God granted mercy. That sure gives me hope. Oh, I'm saved. I've experienced the saving mercy of God, but I need his grace real often. I need his mercy again and again. Come to think of it, if his mercies weren't new every morning, I'd be in a fix. Yes, for mercy. Go. Go. And off they go into the hall. Would somebody smile a little bit? If you I preach faster when you smile. <laughs> Let's see what else happens. Where did the Lord say go? What verse is it? 32. 32. He said go. And when they were come out, they went in. Isn't that something? Come out and went in. They went into a, a, the herd of swine. And behold. Second time in our text. Behold. The whole herd of swine ran. I need that next word. They ran what? Violently. Down the steep place. Into the sea. And they died. They perished. In the waters. The Lord granted their request. And the pigs. Self-destructed. When the demons. When it must have been a lot of demons. Watch this. Two men with that many demons, however many, we're not told how many. No wonder they're wild. Right. No wonder they're living up under in the graves. No wonder they're wicked. That many demons. Preacher, is it that bad? Don't know. But the same number of demons as in these two boys went into a hole. Heard 
of many swine, and the swine couldn't handle it. The swine, they they absolutely self-destructed. Yeah. And I'm making an announcement, the devil ain't your friend, the devil's a murderer, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. Yeah. I'll tell you what these hogs did, if you'll smile. Y'all ever heard they're calling the hogs? And they'll say, suey, suey, suey. Y'all ever heard that? Yeah. These hogs committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to hang around a bunch of demons in the front. And again, said for I believe that a demon's in an animal. Again, the serpent. Right. right. The Garden of Eden. Yeah. Pretty good reason to believe that Leviathan in the book of Job says he's the king of pride. I believe it's a picture of the devil in an animal. In an animal, it's a sea creature. And in Revelation 9, there's going to be an invasion of demon locusts. Demons in animals. Right. Right. Yeah. And we've got it here with these hogs. Um, let me look. I, I want to have this discussion very quick. Y'all know what we're doing tonight. And I had a man, he was irate at me. So I'll give him that. He said, What you do is not really preaching. I said, All you do is go a verse at a time like that. He said, I ain't preaching. He said, That's just teaching. That's what he said. said, oh, you don't preach. said, all you do, he's so mad at me, all you do is give a little glorified Sunday school lesson. I preached Isaiah 53 that morning. He tore up it. He's like, he's so mad at me. I was tickled he put the word glorified in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it may not be preaching, but I will tell you what we're doing. We're reasoning together tonight out of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. And I'd hate, brother, you leave tonight instead of something Brother Michael said. I'd hate, brother, you leave with something God said. Amen. But, but, let's. Um, I read it in the commentary. Probably shouldn't have been reading the commentary. This was liberal, but I didn't know it. <laughs> he said, I'm plumb ashamed of the Lord. Said he's done destroyed a herd of swine and said he had no right. That's somebody's living, which we're going to find out in a minute. Uh, uh, he had no right to do that. Criticizing the Lord. I just want to go on record right here. You ain't going to hear this preacher criticizing Amen. the Lord. Amen. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to glorify him, and I will not cut him down. Amen. Number one, I'm scared to. Yes, ain't going right, to do it. Right, I love it. But just think for me a minute. A herd of swine. Here's the Sea of Galilee. Here's, it. Here's the Holy Land. A herd of swine right close to the Sea of Galilee. A herd of swine. Oh, oh, I think you know this. A Jew cannot eat. Somebody say amen. Hog meat. Uh, right. Unclean. But you know what? Bacon sure does smell good in Friday. <laughs> right. We had it at the motel this morning, and Debbie said, I smell bacon. 
life marched down there and got her some amen. But pork chops ain't too bad neither. <laughs> Anybody like sausage? I like mine hot. I like that hot sausage. Uh, along with some biscuits and gravy. Can I get a name on it? Well, you see, the Jews, they, they can't. They can't eat that. But isn't it strange? There's this huge herbicide. Oh, this is not over here around the Gadarenes and around the Gerber It's not highly populated. No way they eat that much bacon. <laughs> no way they eat that much uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, port maker in a way. I got a sneaking suspicion. There were some Jews. You young people won't know this word, but some of you will. I got a sneaking suspicion. There were some Jews bootlegging some pork. About the <laughs> a rabbi won't know it, but we have bacon tomorrow. <laughs> and if that's true, then that herd of swine in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of Judaism, I need a bet, is illegal to begin with. Right. The Lord didn't destroy a man's honest living. He cleared out a bunch of illegal hogs. They shouldn't have been bootlegging across the sea. And now, now that I've said that, I think I need to go ahead and say, it's not a sin for you to eat bacon. <laughs> We're not Jews. We got liberty. In Christ. Let's finish up. Finish up our text. Oh my. They ran down into the sea. They perished. In the waters. You know what I'm wondering. If somebody else has wondered it. I hope you'll lift your hand up. I won't embarrass you. Where did the demons go then? Has anybody wondered that? Put us in them swine. Well, that didn't work out so good. The devil may not know it yet, but his plans for the future are all going to crumble and fail one of these days. And I don't know the answer. I suspect from there they may have been consigned to the abyss. To the pit. I know Jude says there are a bunch of evil spirits in chains of darkness. Might have been where the Lord put I don't know for sure. I know that an evil spirit does not like to be disembodied. He wants to control somebody. But these, maybe their time of torment had come. I, I do know this. These poor helpless fellows, no evidence they went back to where those men were. They have been banished. By the power of the Lord Jesus. Let's. Verse 33. Am I at verse 33? Yes. And they that kept them. That's the people that watched the hogs. Fled. And the word duego. It means to run out of fear. They fled. Went their ways into the city. City of the Gergesenes. And they told everything. They told everything. Oh, oh, y'all get this. If you watch a herd or a flock of animals and something happens to them, you're in trouble. You will be held responsible. 
for letting your charge be damaged. Or so these men could face some severe company. They run back into the city. And they tell it all. Now let me tell you what they did. They didn't tell nothing about Jesus. They didn't say the most wonderful man came. He said to the demoniacs that lived. They tell about him. And they didn't tell at first about the two demon men because they told about them next. I'll tell you what they, they said. Uh, the hogs are gone. We've lost our income. We've lost the money. But it's not our fault. We didn't do it. We weren't careless. It's that man from... Oh. They go and they defend themselves. They told everything. And what... Look, look at an aftermath in verse 33. And what was befallen to the possessed of the devil at the time of the moon? In Mark's account and Luke's account of the one demoniac, the demon-possessed man gets saved. You find him sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, these got saved. No hint of them being at the feet of Jesus. Wouldn't you think if God worked a miracle for you, you'd fall on your knees and worship him forever? Of every miracle that ends with victory. Uh, verse 34. Remember I said at the first, somebody comes out to meet Jesus, two demon possessed men. And behold, this text starts with somebody coming out to meet Jesus. It's with somebody coming out to meet Jesus and has three beholds in it. Behold, behold, behold. Behold, behold, behold. They miss the beholds. They certainly are there. For the whole city came out to meet Jesus. Hey, you know what I'm thinking? I think of another city. Jesus gave her living water, everlasting water, the water of life. She went back home, told him and said, he's told me everything I've ever done. I believe it's the Messiah and the whole city. They come to meet Jesus. The whole city. When they saw him, they besought him. Hey, look at there. Demons besought him. Not their prayer answered. The whole city besought him. They're going to get their prayer answered. Get out of town. Get back across the sea that he would depart out of their coast. Sir, would you vacate our area, please? This is the Son of God. Get out of our area. Now, now, quickly. Why are they so upset? <laughs> Jesus has done a favor out here. We don't want you. I'm going to spell it. You tell me what I spell. Here's why they're so mad at Jesus. M-O-N-E-Y. Now y'all spell better than you just proved. I'm going to try that again. Money. Money. You remember in Acts 19, the silversmiths in Ephesus all went to Ephesus, stayed there three years, preached the word of God, and people started getting saved. By the way, if people getting saved, they got rid of them old idols of Diana and the silversmith union took a dive. Right. They're not making any money anymore. Nobody's buying idols anymore. Right. They had a right. Then Kilby got mad at Paul because of M-O-N-E-Y. Right. Let me tell you something about the devil. 
He'll let us do certain things. He don't get upset himself. But if you ever step on his money trail, if you ever upset the devil, he'll say, amen, amen, amen. Let me tell you about heaven. Amen, amen, amen. Let me tell you about tithing. Oh me, oh me, oh me. That money thing somehow gets to me. Fortune-telling girl, demon-possessed girl, following. Uh, they're servants of the Most High God. They're bothering Paul. He can't preach. He can't, she's keeping people. Get caught around. Cast that demon out. Yeah. And she can't tell fortune no more. <laughs> they had Paul and Silas arrested, beaten, thrown into the inner prison. Money, money, money. Can wow. I give a piece of advice and you'll all say amen? Don't you ever let money mean more than Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, would you depart out of our coast? But I want to do something. I'm not going to preach it. Look at chapter 9, verse 1. And he into a ship. Give me those next two words. And he what? Passed over. And came to his. They said, Get out. And Jesus got out. Leave us alone if a city don't want him. If a country don't want him, it makes it clear they don't want him. He might just pass on by and go down the road somewhere. I guess we're all worried about our nation, worried about our land. But we've made it abundantly clear to the Lord we don't want him. We don't want his word. We don't want his... America better be careful. He could go on down the road find the country that does want him and share his grace with them. Preacher, how do you close a sermon like this? Just verse by verse attempt at preaching the word of God. I think we'll close it this way. I'm glad we're on the winning side. Amen. Amen.